Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to Flourishing with PTSD, the podcast that seeks to shine a light on the highs and lows of post-traumatic stress disorder. This is a place where I hope to help end the stigma that is attached to advocating for your mental health through the context of living with PTSD. If this is your first time taking a chance on this podcast, I'd like to personally welcome you. My name is Manda and I am a sexual assault survivor. I'm so glad that you are here taking a chance to explore your options for healing and your own self-advocacy. While my own personal experiences of trauma stem from an attempted sexual assault, a lot of what I talk about on here can actually be applied to a lot of other traumas as well. And I would like to take this opportunity to remind you all that I am not a medical professional in any way. I'm just your friend Manda giving you some optional advice on how to handle some of the tough stuff that comes up with PTSD. I've had a lot of good interaction with you guys over the past week, and it makes me so happy to continue to hear from you. Um, Last week, we were so lucky to have Shay, the founder of We Are The Evidence, come and talk with us about what secondary trauma is, and that was really informative for me. It's something that I'm really passionate about, Um, but it was so nice to hear Shay's um, expertise on it and hear her personal experiences with secondary trauma and how she was able to physically see that um, develop in other people around her and how she was able to learn so much about it and be able to spread awareness on that. And that was something that I was hoping to accomplish with um, my show as well. And I think all of you guys who gave that a listen, that's so awesome. And if you haven't, please go and check it out. But yeah, it was so great catching up with Shay and hearing about all of the amazing and exciting things that she's been up to, everything from the book that she's writing um, to the community that she's been creating on Instagram and the merch that she's going to be selling soon, hopefully. Well, she actually is selling it. I actually bought a We Are The Evidence t-shirt and I love it. It's a great conversation starter. I highly recommend that you go ahead and buy one. It helps Shay be able to fund her resources and things like that. Um, And that's just something that I really encourage you to help out. That's a great way to help spread awareness, even if it's something behind the scenes. Um, So yeah, make sure you check out that episode to hear the breakdown of what secondary trauma is um, and hear some of the key vocab words like compassion, fatigue, vicarious trauma, and burnout and statute of limitations. Um, A lot of things are mentioned in that episode and I think they're really important and that's something that does not get talked about at all. And um, that's something that we all need to do better at, I think. Um, And just... Again, continuing to end the stigma around advocating for mental health, whether you are a supporter of trauma um, or a trauma survivor yourself, I think that secondary trauma is something that really, really, really needs to get talked about. So please ask questions, Google it, start the conversation, listen to more podcasts on it. It's super awesome. I know that Shay has some information on her website about secondary trauma. That's at um, weareevidence.com. So please go check that out. Um, She's doing a lot of amazing stuff and really, you know, paving a path for people with um, that have survived a sexual assault. And I really encourage you to support her. I support her 110%. So, yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't know, actually, I kind of want to do a special shout out to Kelly. Um, her Instagram handle is the Survivor Tribe. And you guys should definitely check her out on Instagram as well. She just released... A video. It's a PSA, a public safety announcement on um, things you should not say to a survivor of sexual assault. It really seeks to educate um, victim blaming and what it is and what you shouldn't say and how certain things have made survivors feel. And so what she did is she made a 
compilation video. I don't know if that's how you say it, but we'll go with it. Um, but basically, she took footage of several survivors, both male and female, and she um, she had them say things that they have personally been told and how that made them feel. So I really encourage you to check that out. Um, I believe the video is called, let's see, Things You Should Not Say to a Survivor. Um, I have to double check the title and I can put that in the um, details for this podcast episode, but please go check that out and share that with everyone you know, because that is something that we all need to hear. Um, It's very direct, so just be aware of that and maybe trigger warning because the things that have been said are real and you may have experienced those. And again, the point of these videos and these podcasts are just to really educate and help normalize these conversations so that people learn not to say these things. So um, use that as a communication tool if you need to. I used that with my parents um, and it actually went really well. I mean, it was pretty emotional, but it went really well. So I really encourage you to check that out. So again, I will put the title of that video in the details for this episode. And then please follow Kelly at um at survivor tribe on instagram so with that being said for today's episode i was tossing around a couple of different ideas as to what i wanted to talk about um i was kind of stressing about about the topic because with christmas being just a few days away i wasn't sure if i should do something special or if i should do something as normal as possible because i know that the holidays bring up a lot of things for a lot of people and sometimes having something normal is better. So that is what my gut told me to do. Um, But I am going to make it um, an episode, a topic that is as positive as possible. So I finally decided after a couple of days that I wanted to talk about self-love and self-care because that's something that we really need to continue to advocate for. That is how we take care of, of our mental health. That is the key to staying sane amongst the toughest times in our lives, the toughest trials, And that is just something that I really want to emphasize over the holiday season. Um, And before moving forward, I just want to say, I think all of you are so special. Every time you guys reach out to me, I am so honored and so excited to hear how everything is going for you. Of course, I'm heartbroken for you um, and everything that you've had to go through. But I also just want to say that I'm so inspired by you and your strength, even when things are so tough and you're struggling and you don't know what to do. Um, I think that you all are so strong to keep coming back for more episodes and to keep fighting, even when you're not sure what you're fighting for. And um, also, before I forget, I just updated my website, flourishingwithptsd.com. And I actually put a survivor's playlist on there. They are, um, I think, 20 songs that I listen to um, that really help remind me to pick myself back up and they actually help me get there. They help change my attitude. They are inspiring songs to me. Some of them relate a little bit more to feeling down, but most of them um, are, you know, focused on building yourself back up after going through something really traumatic and really difficult. Um, Working on your confidence, working on, you know, getting through tragedy and not just getting over it. So I encourage you to check that out. Again, the website is flourishingwithptsd.com. Um, And that's also where you guys can find my blog if you have not yet um, found that. So, um, yeah, okay, so self-love. So the holiday season is mixed with so many messages on where we should be spending our time um, because the holiday season is 
full of, you know, hustling people and everything is crazy and we can get really stressed out and it can make us think things like, oh, should I go home because I'm exhausted or should I go shopping for a gift for that friend because I forgot? Um, Or maybe it's something like, should I go help out at the food bank or that charity event? Or should I go home and uh, and cook myself a nice dinner or go to sleep early because I've been feeling really stressed out? Um, guys, I don't know about you, but I literally feel a snowball of stress growing and growing when I have a million and five things to do. And that means that my self-care and my self-love get put on the back burner, um, which isn't fair. And let me just clarify that I really do enjoy finding gifts uh, for my loved ones and for my friends, whether I'm making them or buying them. Um, it makes me feel really good to do something for them that shows my love and appreciation. Um, my friends are probably laughing at this right now because I always get them something photo related. I've made scrapbooks and picture frames and like decorated the picture frames and they're like, okay, seriously, we get it. Cool. Like variety, please. But I also, you know, no shame. I'm proud of what I like. So, <laughs> um, so, but yeah, um, when I start to feel burnt out because of all of my waking moments and energy are being put into other things and other people, the nicer side of me starts to go away and my inner bitch comes out. Um, sorry for the language, but I'm just being real with you. And that's just how it's probably perceived anyway. <laughs> um, so prioritizing self-care is not selfish or rude or unkind. Prioritizing self-care is necessary so that you can be the best version of yourself, the version that is well-rested, well-cared for, and newly energized. And I think that all of us should get to the point in our lives where we have a healthy balance of time for self-care and then time that we give to others and things. Um, And that's a really important distinction that I want to make very clear, the difference between selfish and self-care. And I think that's something that a lot of us are still figuring out and that society as a whole, as we continue to discover the importance of taking care of ourselves um, when talking about mental health, that's a really blurry line. That's a a really hard thing to talk about. And I think we're learning how to define that. Um, But usually when I need to figure things out and navigate the you know, gray water or the cloudy area, um, I have to break it down and start from like the vocabulary and then draw the connections from there. So what is self-care exactly? According to psychcentral.com, that's P-Y-S-C-H-C-E-N-T-R-A-L.com, self-care is an act- any activity that we do deliberately to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health. Um, And then another Google definition says that self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. Now, I love both of these definitions because they they each touch on something really important. And one thing that they have in common is that the implied idea that you are actively doing something to improve your health. This means that self-care should not just be laying in bed in the dark for several hours a day or drinking until you can't see straight or deciding that cocaine or heroin is a good idea or a good way to feel better. No. Um, Self-care is about improving your health. So for those of you who struggle with depression or for those of you who are just feeling pretty down, um, I know that a common struggle is finding the energy to shower and regulate consistent routines of body hygiene. And I know I've totally been there. My freshman year of high school, that's pretty much that sums it up right there is just laying in the dark, not really showering a whole lot and not taking care of myself. Um, That was pretty much my life 
and I, it's not a choice. It's just a feeling. It weighs you down. It's not just something you can decide to, oh, I'm going to get up today. I'm going to feel better. It's just, it's more than that. And I really want to emphasize and validate that for so many people. And if you are struggling with depression, keep going. You are doing great because you're advocating for yourself. You are here listening to this podcast. That means you are, you have not given up. You are still fighting. And that is amazing to me. So keep going. I'm so excited for you. Um, and I'm so sorry that you're struggling with that. If you're listening to this and you are relating to that, I'm so sorry, but keep going. You've got this. Um, and maybe a goal that you could set for yourself when it comes to self-care is trying to get out of bed just to take a bubble bath. Uh, maybe you start off by picturing what a bath feels like. Warm water, a mountain of bubbles on the water surface there, or some candles and some soft music playing. I don't know about you, but that sounds really good to me. Um, but that could be something that you look forward to, and that is a great idea for self-care. Because not only are you cleansing your body and you know ha- maintaining a kind of routine of Um, body hygiene but that's also really relaxing for your brain your brain is going to read those signals of being relaxed and feeling good and that could change your mental state Um, or maybe you don't like baths and you want to just take a shower that's the best way that you prefer to regulate your hygiene and imagining what that whatever is bothering you or upsetting you gets washed away by the water and it disappears down the drain that can be super therapeutic i don't know about you guys but Sometimes when I'm in the shower and I'm, you know, like crying in the shower or something um, and I'm just really upset and I feel like everything is just overwhelming or it's just too much, I have to change my train of thought pretty quickly. And so what happens is I just picture that the water that's rinsing me off is just as it goes down the drain, it's also taking all of the bad stuff with it. And as it, you know, as that drain makes that noise, as the water, you know, goes down the drain, it just feels like okay, I'm going to let all my troubles go down the drain too and I'm just going to take one thing at a time. I'm clean, I'm pure, I'm rejuvenated, I feel better. That's how it's all going to work. So maybe you could give that a try too and just focusly and consciously, did I say focusly? I'm so sorry. Look at me English. <laughs> um, no one's perfect. Um, but if you consciously focus and put the effort on washing your troubles away and just taking one thing at a time, you're going to do so much for yourself. And that is also a form of self-care. Self-care is not a vacation, guys. Self-care is when you are actively trying to improve your health, remember? So that means that, you know, you're doing something proactively. So for me personally, during this holiday season, I have my moments of excitement and joy. Um, But this year, for some reason, I am finding it quite, quite challenging to manage my anger. And I don't exactly know what I'm angry about. (laughs) I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that. But seriously, I just feel angry. And that has been an unfamiliar struggle for me these days. And so I usually advise people when they're angry to go blow off some steam. And this can be accomplished in a number of ways. Um, You could go to the gym. You could go for a run, lift weights, do a core workout, circuit training. You don't even need a gym for that. You can do that at home or wherever you prefer to work out, really. Um, I've heard people say that they like boxing or kickboxing. Personally, I would love to get a punching bag to take out all of my anger on. (laughs) Um, Something that I can kick or punch or even literally something to just throw my body against. (laughs) Like that just sounds like it would be super therapeutic in itself, you know, just to let all of that anger physically move. I talk about that or well, my counselor and I talk about that a lot in therapy is that you got to let your energy inside your body move. So if you're scared, 
tremble if that's like a natural like don't try to suppress your trembling or shaking if you're scared it's okay to shake you're letting that energy move and you're letting your body do its thing if you're angry find a way to appropriately appropriately express your anger so if you need to go for a run and get your adrenaline pumping and use your muscles and things like that great that is an awesome way or if you need to um yeah throw punches at a punching bag or kick the punching bag or throw your body against it like that great more power to you i've heard of people saying that they've put faces of the people they're mad at on the punching bag and then they punch the bag but I mean, personally, I don't know if that's a good idea because then you're going to associate your anger and like wanting to punch them with maybe real life. And you can't just go around punching people just because you're mad at them. Like, that's not how we solve problems. And if you feel like that's your only option, then I think that calls for a different kind of conversation. But um, seriously, though, like, I mean, minus the face on the on the punching bag, I think it sounds like a pretty good idea. Um, you could also go kick a soccer ball around or throw a football if that's more your style. Um, and that could be a great outlet. Um, I personally like playing piano or flute sometimes when I get upset because music is just how I communicate with myself on how I'm feeling and it's how I get my emotions out. So if I need, if I'm really sad, I play a sad song and I let my emotions move that way and I just allow myself to cry. Or, um, if I'm mad, maybe I'll listen to some really fast paced music um or really loud music um you know just there's a lot of things that go on there um if you're someone that is struggling with sadness or loneliness i'd recommend making plans with a friend or a couple of friends um invite them over to your place or go out um I'd actually suggest going somewhere else so that you get to experience a change in scenery. Usually when you're feeling lonely, it's because you're alone at home. So go out somewhere, whether it's a favorite restaurant or a coffee shop or a loved one's home or a friend's house, just change it up because, you know, you got to get out. That's just period. Like, don't be a homebody. You can be sometimes, but I seriously recommend getting out if you're lonely and you need some social interaction, you know? Change of scenery, that will help cheer you up. Um, And then if there aren't a lot of people available for you to make plans with right when you need them, take a good book and go to a coffee shop to sit down and read for a bit. Disconnect from technology for a while, even if it's just an hour. Um, I find that the less time I spend on my phone and my electronics in general, I feel a lot better. Um, And I hate saying that because I'm definitely addicted to my phone and, you know, just trying to be in the know, but um, I don't do a good job of that anyway. So really, it's just me being on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and seeing all of the bad in the world. And again, that's also why I'm here is trying to create some good and some awareness and, you know, just do something positive. Um, But disconnect for a while. That's so healthy. You're not going to be hearing the ding from a text or a news alert or a notification that you got an email. Just disconnect. It's amazing what that feels like. It feels so good. And if it feels horrible, maybe that's another kind of wake-up call for you. (laughs) Um, And maybe if you like drawing or making crafts, um, maybe you should fuel your creative self by drawing or making a collage or paint a picture for someone or write a short story. Maybe you like playing music or singing to the radio while dancing in front of your mirror. If no one is there to watch you, be your most craziest, loosest self. Live like no one's watching. Um, have a dance party for just yourself. I mean, 
personally, I'm like super insecure about my body and like how I move and whatever. But you know what? I do on occasion just turn up my music, make sure that my blinds are closed and I lip sync in front of my mirror and I just dance and it honestly feels really good and I feel a lot better afterwards. So do it up. YOLO. You only live once. So, um, and this is something, this next thing is actually something I'm going to be working on, um, pretty soon while I'm not in school is make a dream board. What you do is you get a bulletin board or even a big piece of poster paper and on it you can cut out whatever your goals are, whether it's big bubble letters or you draw them and you color them in or you paint or whatever you like to do. Um, You're not necessarily mapping out your future or anything, but at least you're giving yourself a visual of what you're looking forward to. And this is so important when it comes to mental health. is that you can see what you're working toward. You can see something coming up. You can be excited about it. And this dream board could be, oh, I want to work and save up money to go on this dream vacation. I want to go to this destination I've never been. Or um, I want to buy this movie. Or I want to buy this experience. I want to go to the movies. I want to, um, you know, take a road trip. I want to you know, go visit a friend and this is the money I'm going to use to get that airfare or something like that. You know, dreams, they don't have to be technical. They don't have to be based on anyone else's standards. They are purely and 100% yours. And that's something that I really want you to let sink in um, so that in those tough and lonely moments, you can look at that dream board and remember that what you're working on is a dream. And you can make it come true. You have the power. You can make it happen. So to wrap up, um, and speaking of goals, that's what I want to end with today. Um, I'm going to name three ways that I plan on actively taking care of myself, my mental, emotional, and physical self. Um, And as I name each one, I hope that you can also name three things that you can do as well. So I'll wait just a second so that you can think Um, I'll start with physical health and then emotional health and then mental health. So I'm going to let it be quiet for just a couple of seconds. And then together, let's name a couple of things that we want to work on for self-care. So, okay, I'm going to give it a couple of seconds. Okay, so for physical health, since I don't eat very well, like guys, literally my diet sucks. It's horrible. Like if you guys could see it, you'd be like, oh God, this girl should be dead like five years ago. (laughs) Um, But okay, so my goal is to make one food choice a day that is healthy. You got to start small. Otherwise, you'll get way too overwhelmed and give up. So if I'm feeling good, maybe I'll try one choice per meal. But right now, my physical health goal is to make one healthy food choice a day. So for my emotional health, when I'm feeling something, whether it's sadness or anger or joy or excitement, I'm just gonna allow myself to feel them and tell myself it's okay to feel what I'm feeling. If I need to cry, I'm going to cry. If I want to laugh, heck yeah, I'm going to laugh. If I want to punch something, I will punch a pillow and then probably scream into it when that's not satisfying enough. (laughs) Um, 
So yeah, that's my emotional goal is just to feel what I'm feeling, not be ashamed of it, just let it move. Um, And then for my mental health, I plan on taking a break from social media, um, whether that's in the form of just limiting my time on it to about an hour a day, because believe it or not, I spend a lot more (laughs) than that um, in general on just on my phone. But social media is a huge culprit for my anxiety. And I see lots of things that make the world feel like it's closing in, like I don't have a future and things like that. And so therefore, to make sure that I am prioritizing my mental health, I will be taking a break from it to refresh my perspective on life and how I want to be spending my time other than being on my phone. Um, There's a lot of life to be lived, guys, and I'm not going to just live my life on my phone. I'm not going to be seen in pictures looking down at my phone. I'm not going to miss out on experiences because I was looking down at my phone looking for that next big thing, you know. It'll be there. It's not going anywhere. So maybe consider taking a break. Um, And also, so earlier this week, you guys... First of all, you guys have a lot of great ideas on how to love yourselves. Uh, And in fact, a few days ago, as many of you saw, I asked you on my Instagram story, how do you care for yourself in the context of caring for your body? And I wanted to share some of what you guys shared uh, with me in case someone out there missed it. So my question was, how do you practice loving your body? And you guys said things like drinking water, which first of all makes sense because you feel better when you're hydrated. Um, and you guys also said keeping up on hygiene, even though it's still hard because of what happened. That is so real. And I relate to that on so many levels. Um, being comfortable and like taking and wanting to take care of your body can be really difficult after experiencing a sexual assault. Because first of all, that crime happened to your body. Um, and so I think that a really good way to heal is to try and really focus on hygiene and taking care of yourself. Um, whether that means you know, first of all, like showering often, maybe uh, the occasional bubble bath, painting your nails, doing a face mask, um, moisturizing your face, uh, lotion on your hands and feet maybe, or um, just something that's going to be calming. Um, Maybe something that takes a little bit of time so that you can really spend some time doing it and start to believe, okay, this is okay. This feels good. This is okay. This is this is something I need to be doing more. Um, one of you even said, it's hard to love my body. All I see is an object. So I try to tell myself I'm beautiful. I love that because, again, that falls under the umbrella of trauma and sexual assault. And, you know, even like eating disorders and body dysmorphia, there's so many things out there that you know, prevent us from fully loving our bodies and loving ourselves and appreciating ourselves. And that is a huge insecurity for me. And I'm working really, really hard to love my body and be okay with how I look and how I feel and things like that. Um, And being confident next to other people. That's something that I really struggle with. I have a lot of beautiful friends and I don't feel like I even come close. Um, And so that's something that I try really hard to not let get in my way. It does, but I'm not giving up. Um, and you shouldn't either. Um, and I'm really glad that, you know, you said this because that really spoke true to me. Um, another one of you said, I lift weights to remind myself I am strong. Also, 100% love that. That's such a great affirmation. I lift weights to remind myself I'm strong. So awesome. 
Um, another one said, working out helps me so much. Um, and then the last one that I'll say is that being okay if the physical scars show instead of hiding them, it took a long time to do this. That's amazing because that shows your journey. And I know that that can cause some, you know, uncomfortable looks sometimes or maybe uncomfortable questions and conversations, but that's your opportunity to maybe help normalize the conversation and answer questions as well. I know that my parents don't understand the concept of self-harm and I had to explain to them that the reason that people usually, in my experience that I know of, um, create like, you know, participate in self-harm is because they need something physical to feel because they're hurting so deeply on the inside. And I don't condone self-harm at all because we all need to take care of ourselves and self-harm is not a productive way to care for yourself and fix things but I do understand how people get there Um, and that's something that should also be talked about because then maybe we can learn how to prevent people from feeling like that's their solution Um, but anyways you guys are awesome you continue to teach me so much and I'm so grateful for how you just like you choose to engage and communicate with me um and it's really funny because I chose to start this podcast pretty much on a whim and I really can't believe what it's turning into um the people that I've connected with who are choosing to advocate for survivors um survivors who have made the commitment to changing their life for the better thank you so much to all of you for continuing to come back for more episodes and telling me how flourishing with PTSD has helped you out um those things truly warm my heart and they pick me up on my bad days. Um, and they really help remind me that someone is on the other side of this listening to what I'm saying. And it reminds me why I'm doing what I'm doing here. Um, so make someone smile this week, spread the joy, tell someone you love them, do something to care for yourself, whether that's a bubble bath, a workout, getting a coffee with a friend or going to bed early Let's make a goal to turn our most hated selves into our loved selves. We've got this. We are kicking PTSD's butt one day at a time. I will talk to you all next week. Bye.